Hey, you guys, welcome back to another episode of Have You Not Heard? I am Angel H. Davis, and I am your host, and I am so glad to be back with y'all. Man, September flew by. I don't know if you feel that way, but I sure do. I was super busy, gratefully getting to travel, um, doing grandparent things, weddings, and a couple of trips college reunion and then our family trip at the end of September and um, it was full of wonderful and hard and all the in-between. I am sure your months and days go like that too. These are unprecedented times. We keep saying that. We've been saying that for two years but things, they keep a changing and we don't like change very much as humans. Even though we demand change and we want change, it's hard to adapt. So today I'm just going to wax eloquent. Haha. <laughs> no, today I'm just going to speak from my heart. I feel like I need to just ease back in to this podcast and maybe you feel the same. I'm not sure. But I know that as I was seeking God's heart, I didn't have any brilliant thing to say. I don't have any uh, topic really on my heart, except for one that I'll mention at the end. But I have a lot of things stirring in my soul and in my spirit. And you probably do too, because when I sit with people, when I listen to people, When I interact with people, whether it's a really close friend or just somebody um, I know, you know, on a different level or even a stranger, I just sense a lot of the same things going on for all of us. So I just want to kind of speak to that a little bit and then end up um, with hope and with God's word. So bear with me, sit back. It shouldn't be long and we'll see where this takes us. So talking about change is hard. One of the things that I was pondering and praying about through September was, you know, how to move forward with the podcast. So just a couple things I want to say up front so I don't forget. What I want to say is that I will be doing this podcast, having it published every other week. Um, Some of you guys know because you do podcasts, others may not, but it's a labor intensive as far as, especially when you're a one woman show and you have to creatively come up with the concepts, get the people to interview or get the content, edit, you know, all the things that go along um, with this. And I feel like God has given me great grace to do what we've been doing, and I am so grateful, and I hear from you guys. I want to hear from you more, by the way. So if you listen on Spotify, there is a way to interact, to send me questions, to send me comments. I would like to hear them good, bad, or in between. Also, if you have a topic that you want me to cover or a series of things you want me to cover, please let me know that so I can entertain that and bring that to the Lord. Um, but anyway, I don't feel like I do a excellent job on anything. I just feel like, you know, God has given me grace to be able to get information out, connect with people and hopefully bring healing and hope because that's the whole purpose of this podcast. Um, 
but I want to do a better job and a more thoughtful, thorough job. So in order to do that, I need a little more time and space in between episodes. I might be throwing in some bonus ones here or there if God inspires me or I just get on a roll or um, whatever. But just want you to know that it'll be on Thursdays every other week. Actually, it'll be starting next week because um, today is just a little intro. So I will have a podcast up next week. And then from there, it'll be every other week. Um, Again, would love to hear from you. Would love to hear ratings, reviews, because that's how the word gets out. For those of you that are new, um, I just want to reintroduce myself. I am Angel H. Davis. I am now a grandma. That's my major job. I have two grown children. One is married. One's getting married next summer. um, We have one beautiful granddaughter. I get to do a lot of helping her come into her own, which is a thrill of my life. And it's hard work. (laughs) I I just admit it. (laughs) There's a lot that goes into growing a little human. And I'm not even doing the major part. But I love it. I'm grateful God has given me time and space to do it, but I am a counselor at heart. Um, you know, had a practice for 34 years. I still am counseling, but just more uh, informally. And I'm also doing consultation, some coaching. Um, my heart is to give leaders a safe place to heal. So if you guys know um, the old show, or if you grew up like I did on Mash, that sitcom. Uh, God has given me the vision that I'm like a a physician under the tent where people come off the field, they get what they need to get tended to in order to go back into the battle. And we are in a spiritual battle and it is, uh, revving up. Um, and we may talk about that later on another podcast, but anyway, there's a lot of things Uh, that leaders are going through, but we're all going through. And so my heart is to give away the hope, the healing that I watched God do in my practice, um, to use good sound psychology when it's helpful to amplify God's truth. And when the combination of the two come together, that's where real freedom happens. You know, I listened to somebody's story earlier today and they were talking about, you know, getting biblical counsel, which was very good and it helped them spiritually, but it didn't help them with, uh, traumatic things that they have had been through. Um, cause sometimes people don't combine the two, meaning as counselors, either we separate out the spiritual and the psychological one way or the other, and we, we don't often combine them, but God uh, led me there. He's leading other people there. And it really, truly is a key to freedom, to real freedom that he desires for us. You know, Galatians five, it says it's for freedom that God set us free. And, um, we're not going to get all of that here on this side of heaven, but my, my goal is to get as much as we can, Because when we receive that from the Lord, that healing, that wholeness, 
um, the true identity that we have through him, the freedom that comes through peace with Christ, through accepting what he's done on the cross by his shed blood and how that helps us stand in the battles that we're in, in the hardships of life, then we have more to give other people and we become healthier and more mature as a Christian believer as a follower of Christ. And then we're more able to lead others into that space. Oh man, you know, some of the hardest things people have to deal with is called what I call uh, friendly fire. And so there's a lot of woundedness that happens within the church and um, unbeknownst to us a lot of times, not meaning to a lot of times, you know, I'm walking with through with somebody, something I did in the past that was hurtful, which I didn't even know, which was hard. And everything in me wanted to just reject it or say this other person is wrong or I'm right. Although I would say that in a nicer way, because I know how to make it sound good. But as God was dealing with my heart, that's part of what I've been doing in September, letting God deal with my heart and purify it even more you know, um, we're just all sinners and we, we may intentionally hurt each other or we may unintentionally hurt each other. But if we're not willing to sit with each other, first, we got to sit with God and let him show us truth from his word and from, um, listening to his voice because we can hear his voice, meaning that still small voice within us. He speaks through his word he speaks it into our spirit and then truth become can become illuminated. And then um, as we walk obediently with him and let him deal with our hearts and purify it and show us more and help us to love more purely each other, then we can be that reconciling um, uh, vehicle for him to reconcile within the body of Christ. So one-on-one first, it's one-on-one with God first, one-on-one with the other person that we're dealing with, and then it will go forth into the body of Christ. I'm going to say this until I quit having breath. You know, we all want things to change for the better. We want unity. We want peace. Whether you're a believer or not a believer, we all have um, certain hearts that desire what God desires because we're made in his image. Even if we haven't claimed him as our savior and our father, we are all made in his image. So we have similar hearts desires when we boil it down. And um, we want peace. We want unity. We Most of us want everybody else to thrive. We want fellow man to do well. We all have different opinions on how that's going to happen. And then we want our opinion to be the right opinion. And even as a Christ follower who does her best to follow the word of God, where he's brought me lately is I have no good thing to say. Even if it's a good opinion, I think based on his word, maybe that's not the word for you from his word. Does that make sense? Meaning he's got to have people on all sides. So when I hate to use this as an example, but I'm gonna (laughs) Democrat, Republican, let's just say that, you know, you've got a really good argument for uh, an issue on this side and you've got it, you know, you can quote scripture and verse. Well, the same issue then on the other side, somebody can have a really good argument. So who's right? 
And if we keep trying to make somebody right and somebody wrong beyond God, then we have a battle and we're never going to be unified or usher in that peace. So we've got to have peace with God first and then um, ask God to say, how do I walk out this peace with my fellow brethren or fellow friend who thinks differently than I think. And we can do that in love. We can do that in listening. We can do that in disagreeing, but holding on to our own truth that we need to walk in. Um, and even passionately um, campaigning for the things that we believe in. But I don't, I'm starting to understand clearer and clearer through this purification that I have no right to impose my opinion on you. I do have a right to speak God's truth and then see what the Holy Spirit does with that. Nobody can change anybody else's mind. Only the Holy Spirit can do that. So I just pray for us as we walk together. First of all, I hope this podcast community, this Have You Not Heard community can come together and really seek God's heart together. Even though, you know, so far there's 23 nations that are listening in. Go God. And I'm praying for more. Um, we don't really know each other. Some of you I do know and I hear from. Others of you I don't and I can't wait to meet you in heaven. But we are together in the spirit and God has knitted us together. And so I pray that as we listen, as we learn from each other, that we really would pray in unity together, that we would walk in truth, that we would we would desire first for God to purify our own hearts and then let that love and that purification um, be known to other people as we listen and we love well. We speak truth in love, God's truth in love, not my truth, but God's truth. And then we allow the Holy Spirit to do what he needs to do um, within us. And that's the only way I know that we're going to get unity and true peace. But um, I would love to hear if there's something different um, that you guys are hearing or knowing from the Lord. So along with um, the desire and so much going on in our world, this desire for, for, um, change, but yet resistance to change because change takes time and our psyches take time to catch up to even what our hearts want sometimes and vice versa. Sometimes our hearts want things that are not godly. And so it takes time to let those desires get uh, be laid down at the throne of grace before we can operate obediently with the Lord. So transition's messy. Um, the other day as I was sitting with God, I was feeling so much angst and so many different feelings and thoughts. And he gave me the analogy once again of birthing pains and how when, uh, if you've birthed the baby, you know this, sorry if it's too much information for some of y'all. But when the, the, the baby is about to come, it is the transition is the most painful and it's the most messy. I'll just leave it at that. Um, so I sense that maybe that's where we're at. Um, 
collectively as a body of Christ, also maybe individually. And again, not everybody may be feeling that because some people are the ones that are birthing the new, other people are the assistants or the physicians. You know, we all play a different part in what God is doing. So, but if you're one of the ones that has feeling the birthing pains, you're not alone and don't give up. Keep pressing in to the Lord. Keep pressing into what he wants you to know, pressing into his word, because that's where we're going to be um, walking in obedience. And not just what you read on the page, but what does the revelatory knowledge and the understanding of the meaning of the words, the context, the history, etc., what it really uh, is saying to you at this time today. Because the other thing that I'm very aware is that we're the collective trauma that we've all been in for the last couple of years with COVID and race relations and politics and all the things that are stirring. Because I think God is allowing. He's not causing. He's allowing everything to come to the surface that needs to come to the surface. Um, You know, there's been delayed effects. And some of people that haven't been that affected from all of this are now starting to feel it, feeling weariness, tiredness, um, and feeling the stress of things. Some of you, some of you guys may have been feeling that for a long time and got hit early on, but other people, it's been a more delayed or more collective. And oftentimes we don't grieve things until things get a little bit better. And in in a sense they are, in a sense they aren't, but you might be feeling like, okay, things are a little bit better. We're getting back to the new normal, not normal, (laughs) new normal, but So you might be feeling grief, you might be feeling stress, you might be feeling depressed uh, or despondent, things like that. So again, I want to give you the birthing analogy that God gave me. And part of what we need to birth a baby, to birth new life is to not give up. The good thing about natural birth is you literally can't. I mean, I guess you could, but then somebody's going to intervene and get that life out of you. (laughs) But so let's help each other not give up. You know, when you hear somebody's stress or trauma or even anger, because remember, we've talked about how all of this stuff can come out sideways in anger and rage, but it's really has a lot to do with hurt or repressed trauma or repressed sadness and grief that we really see beyond the reaction and be able to get underneath what is going on in the heart of that person and to take time to find out. In our reactionary world, and our cancel culture, we are not taking the time to look at the whole picture. And I want to implore you guys to take time to sit back, to wait and to look and to ask questions and to get a a further bigger picture, even things you see on your Instagram or scrolling across your feed to not immediately react because our reactions can make more of a mess of things and cause more um, contagious effects that don't need to be there. Um, So we'll probably be talking about that more too, but Um, Just know that there's a lot of people struggling. If you're one that is not, please be sensitive to others and be the ones that are encouraging, lifting each other's arms up, or just 
silently praying for people that are struggling. Um, we are beautiful in our brokenness. And I, I think, I know I'm embracing that more. I think other people I see and talk with are embracing that more. Um, last week, a couple things happened, uh, different scenarios uh, that kind of are not great. And these, you know, are happening to believers of Christ that are thinking they're doing the best thing and the thing they're called to do, um, but having some negative consequences from it. And so I'm like, Lord, what is the message here? And immediately I hear grace covers all. Grace covers all. We're going to do our best. We're going to seek God's heart the best we can. We are sinful. We fall short. We all do. Um, we all see through a glass dimly. So we may be seeing truth or maybe partial truth or enough truth. Who knows? I don't know. Only God knows. But here's the deal. His grace, his grace covers it all. So we get to live in that. The more we live in that and appropriate that, that means if I've made a mistake, he can help me make it right. Or he can even fill in gaps that I can't fill in um, because it's impossible for me to do. That means that um, if there's suffering or physical or mental, emotional suffering, that he's enough to bring healing, to bring provision, to bring everything we need and I think you guys are mature believers and know or are finding out doesn't mean everything works out the way we want it to, but it means that his grace is sufficient, as he says, to get us through anything, anything. Um, I was talking to another person recently and they were struggling with what I call the theology of suffering meaning she's had it so good. Other people have suffered so much through this. Why is she have it so good and other people don't? That kind of wrestling, maybe you're on that side of things, or you might be on the other side of why do I have to suffer and they don't have to suffer so much. Man, million dollar question. I don't have all the answers to for sure. I just know that I've been through that debate with God and it's a good debate, meaning a good thing to search his heart out with in. And right now, if we're not comfortable with understanding uh, why God allows suffering, why these things can happen and why he, what he does with it, then we're going to lose hope. And hope is a huge word right now. It's huge. And this is how I want to end up today with my, all my ramblings. So one thing very clearly I got from God, and it was a dream. Um, but here's in the dream, what kept getting repeated. And I know when I wake up and I remember the, <laughs> what, what he said in the dream, I know it's important. So I wrote it down and I've been pondering it. Uh, God and I are still unpacking it. So I don't have a lot to say about it, but I just want to mention it because we'll be unpacking it as we go through this, uh, new not season of Have You Not Heard, because I decided I'm not doing seasons anymore. We're just doing episodes. So I think I'm on 66 or 67. I'm not sure. I'll figure that one out. But um, as we go through the episodes, we'll be unpacking it more. But here's the statement. It was, hope is to the soul what water is to the body. Listen to that again. Hope is to the soul what water is to the body. 
Now, again, I am just beginning to unpack this and I'm going to have fun doing that and I will share as we go, but I'd love for you guys to be doing that also. And again, would love for you to share with me um, what you are learning. If you're not on Spotify and you're listening to this somewhere else, you can go to my angelhdavis.com um, webpage and you can um, in, and send me a message through that. So do it that way if you don't have another way to do it. But hope is to the soul what water is to the body. And we know that the water is essential to the body. We can say that right off the bat. If we don't have water, um, then we can't live, period. And there's a lot of things that it does. I, I have briefly researched it. And what I want to do is look at the um, spiritual analogies to that. So I will be doing that as we go through our uh, some episodes in the upcoming months and maybe not months, maybe weeks. We'll see how that goes. But one thing I'm learning and I've learned over the last few years is God is not in a hurry. He's not panicking. I don't have to learn this all at one time. Um, I just heard somebody talk about Jesus and his three years of ministry and how he never ran anywhere, never ran, walked, and sometimes stopped and sometimes didn't go. So he's not in a hurry. He can get his purposes done. We can take a breath and take time and uh, sit with him and hear his voice. And things are going to go better when we do that. So I'm going to end with a couple of scriptures on hope. And uh, we will go from there. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. That is Isaiah 40, 31. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Romans 15, 13. Now, faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. Hebrews 11, 1. Not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance character, and character hope. Romans 5, 3 through 4. Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess for he who promised is faithful. Hebrews 10, 23, and I'll end on this one. Be strong and take heart, all you who hope in the Lord. Psalm 31, 24. So you guys, I look forward to unpacking this hope with you through the next a uh, few episodes or months. I also look forward to just sharing some people and some topics that are on my heart that I hope will encourage you and bring healing and more wholeness to us. But as we close up and before I pray, some of the words that I think are really important to hold on to along with hope is is endurance. We are we need to endure. The only people who don't win in Christ are the ones that give up. So don't give up. Whatever's going on, do not give up. Especially don't give up on God. 
perseverance, encouragement, dependence on God, obedience, new relationship with him and with others. Because when we renew our relationship with Christ and we learn more about him, we learn more about us, and then we're going to have fresh eyes to see each other with. So thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you for being faithful followers. And if you just started, thank you for joining in. Please be sure to rate, review, comment um, on Spotify, send me a message or go to my angelhdavis.com page, send me a message there. Jesus, thank you so much for who you are. You are the good in every bad. You are the hope in every hopeless place. You are the light in every dark place of our lives. So whether it's physically, mentally, emotionally, or spiritually that we're struggling, Lord, you are here. You want to help us. You are faithful. You never fail. You always provide, often, most of the time in ways we're not expecting. So open our eyes to see and our hearts to uh, receive all the unexpected and all the still, small, simple ways that you are working. We trust you, Lord. I ask that you build hope in every person listening. I ask that you bring healing. And the healing, the most important healing, Lord, is knowing you personally as our Savior, as our Father, as our friend, as our counselor, as our great physician. And you are all of that and more. And you are hope itself. So, Lord, thank you, thank you, thank you for who you are. Thank you for what you're doing in our midst. We love you and we praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. All righty, you guys, look forward to seeing you next week. We are going to be talking about worship and the power of worship. And how worship can be a path of healing, a, a, a process of healing in itself. Alrighty, have a great week and God bless.